Hello and welcome to another episode of the City SC Reports Weekly Recap. I'm Matt Baker, here to bring you all of the latest news and rumors from St. Louis City SC over the past week. As the World Cup wraps up, this week was a calm between the storms kind of week for St. Louis City SC. We had two rumored player signings, one more solid than the other, along with an official signing announcement that had gone completely unreported until Thursday. The MLS College Showcase took place this past weekend, in which 44 collegiate athletes were invited to showcase their skills in front of all MLS technical staffs ahead of the MLS Superdraft. We now know where MLS matches will air on TV in addition to Apple TV next year, and we also know when the 2023 MLS schedule will be released. But let's start with the most exciting direct news to St. Louis City, the players. The first rumor relates to St. Louis City this week came in the form of Canadian international striker Io Akinola. It was reported by the MLS Transfers Twitter account that offers have been made for the 22-year-old Toronto FC forward by multiple MLS clubs, with another source reporting that St. Louis might be a potential destination. In his career, Akinola has 15 goals and two assists across 64 matches, having started 35 of them. A career highlight of his was scoring a hat trick against the Montreal Impact in the MLS's back tournament back in 2020. Akinola was a U.S. Youth International until making a one-time switch to Canada, and in the most unfortunate turn of events for him in 2021, during his first start for Canada against the USMNT, he tore his ACL. Akinola had been having a great upswing to his young career until the injury, and while rehabbing, Toronto underwent some massive organizational changes, including new head coach Bob Bradley. Upon his return, Akinola found himself often on the wrong side of a timeshare up top for TFC with Spanish international Jesus Jimenez. TFC is said to be in the market for a new DP striker, so they're shopping Akinola. The key to Akinola on the market is that he is on a U22 initiative contract. This is an MLS roster tool that rewards teams for signing younger players by only hitting the salary cap at a $200,000 amount, even if the player makes much more. And Akinola makes much more. He's currently being paid around the max individual salary by TFC. This, along with his youth and talent, makes Akinola a very attractive prospective signing for City. The other rumor, which has a bit more traction, is for current Phoenix Rising goalkeeper Ben Lunt. Lunt is 27 years old and was drafted by FC Cincinnati in the 2019 MLS Superdraft, but he's seen significant loan time to the USL. In fact, Lunt was in net for Louisville City in the final match of St. Louis FC's history, that fateful playoff game in Louisville back in 2020. Mixed emotions on that one for sure. Lunt would bring with him good size, good distribution skills, and great experience, having played with two of the top teams in USL. This rumor has a bit more traction due to a tweet by one of the Phoenix Rising's co-owners, who does confirm that Ben is on his way out and that Phoenix will receive a transfer fee for Lunt. Lunt is expected, if arriving at City, to be the backup keeper to Roman Berkey, and if 2022 is any indication for players in his scenario, he's likely to see some time with City 2 in 2023 while backing up our star keeper. The official signing announcement this week came on Thursday, where St. Louis made official the signing of Samuel Adenarin. Adenarin's a 24-year-old left-footed center forward who was signed for $100,000 in general allocation money from the Seattle Sounders. In a quote from our sporting director, Lutz Finenstiel, when the announcement was first made, we looked at Samuel for a long time and thought that he could be an asset for our team ahead of the 2023 season. His six-foot-four frame boosts a strong striker frame that commands attention and has proven his scoring skills the last two years. Adenarin had originally signed with the Tacoma Defiance, Seattle's two-team, back in 2021, where he set their franchise goal-scoring record in a single season with 13 goals. He signed with their first team in 2022. Adenarin had a couple starts, 
and sub appearances for the Sounders, but spent a majority of his time on loan to Tacoma and then with San Antonio FC, where he was a major contributor to their USL Championship title-winning season this year. Adeniran scored 14 goals across 31 matches in 2022, including two game-winning goals in the USL Championship playoffs, one being the goal in the final to defeat Louisville City FC. Adeniran joins our designated player, Klaus, along with Nico Joachini as our forwards heading into the Super Draft. Now, speaking of the Super Draft, official news has been scarce, but the college showcase was held December 9th through the 12th in Raleigh, North Carolina, where 44 collegiate athletes, including 18 underclassmen, three of which were freshmen. The most important development from the college showcase, especially for St. Louis City SC, who holds the number one overall Super Draft pick, will be which of these 18 underclassmen will be awarded Generation Adidas contracts. We've discussed these here and there and on Flyover Footy, but the simple fact is that Generation Adidas contracts are joint deals with Adidas and MLS that incentivize underclassmen to turn pro earlier, offering higher guaranteed salaries and educational opportunities, as well as significant salary relief for teams, effectively ensuring that Generation Adidas players are among the first players taken off the board. The full list of Generation Adidas contracted players, which should be around six to eight players, will be released sometime before next Wednesday's draft day. For detailed information on some of the potential players that City may look to select first overall or speculation on additional scenarios that may play out on draft day, check out the latest flyover footy with Super Draft discussion beginning around the 51-minute mark. And switching to league news, on Tuesday, Major League Soccer confirmed that in addition to their landmark 10-year $2.5 billion deal with Apple TV for them to be their exclusive media partner and ensuring that all matches are broadcast globally and blackout-free through the MLS season pass with select games available in front of the paywall on Apple TV, MLS has secured deals now with Fox and Televisia Univision in the U.S., with TSN and RDS in Canada to provide matches on Linear TV, essentially legacy TV, not streaming services. Linear broadcasts will include select matches for the MLS regular season, MLS Cup playoffs, MLS Cup itself, and the League's Cup tournament, which sees MLS and Liga MX pause their seasons each summer as 47 clubs compete in a World Cup-style tournament to crown a champion. The deal runs through 2026, starting next year, when the FIFA World Cup will be co-hosted by U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Of note is that this will mark the first time in the history of the league in which ESPN will not be a broadcast partner. Specifics for Fox will include airing 34 regular season games annually and eight MLS Cup playoff matches each season on Fox, FS1, and Fox Deportes. 15 regular season matches each year on Fox, the most ever by one English language over-the-air network in MLS history, MLS Cup every year on Fox and Fox Deportes. League's Cup having 10 group stage, 4 round of 32, and 2 round of 16 matches each tournament on FS1. Highlight rights, editorial coverage, and cross-marketing support. And finally, on Friday, possibly today if you're listening to this as it's released, MLS tweeted a huge teaser about their 2023 schedule release. In a somewhat cheeky image of the admin's calendar who runs the MLS Twitter account, There was an all-day event on Tuesday, December 20th that just said 2023 MLS schedule release. Noteworthy also is a 10.30 event entitled Don't Look at the Replies, which almost certainly means that it will be a 10 a.m. release of the schedule on Tuesday, December 20th. Teams typically tease their first match or home opener prior, so while it's still possible we'll get a bit of a teaser to how our season will start, the full reveal will be on Tuesday. So mark your calendars and get ready to plan your 2023 Wednesdays and Saturdays. 
This, of course, means that our holiday soccer gifts are back-to-back days of huge city news, a schedule followed by the draft. Next week is sure to be a big one right before the holidays. And one last note before I go. If you're listening to this before Saturday night, the St. Luligans, city's largest supporters group, is holding their annual holiday party at Schlafly Taproom starting at 5 p.m. Saturday, December 17th. Whether you're a new or old fan, these are always great events to meet and mingle with fellow soccer fans who share our same passion and excitement. If years past are any indication, club personnel will be on hand, and there's also a toy drive for Toys for Tots happening as well. Bring an unwrapped new toy for donation if you are able. And on top of all of that, our friend Dave Lang, author of Soccer Made in St. Louis, and who's celebrating the release of the book's second edition, will be on hand selling and signing copies of his new book. It's sure to be a can't-miss event. And that's all for now. Hopefully that catches you up on everything going on with St. Louis City SC as the calendar is quickly nearing its conclusion, the World Cup's wrapping up, and the Super Draft is coming up soon as well. I'm Matt Baker, and you can follow me at MattBakerSTL on the socials, and don't forget to follow our entire group at Report on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thank you for joining me here at the City SC Report's weekly recap. Be kind to each other, and have a great week ahead. Mm-hmm.